Torah tells us at the end of Parashat Shlach about the mitzvah of tzitzis. And then the Pasuk says, Vasu lohem tzitzis al kanfevi dehem The Gemara understands in Mesechlis Menachis that tzitzis refers to the strings that come out of the corner uh, of the garment. They're supposed to be strings uh, on all, uh, as the Pasuk tells in Parashat Kisei, Tzai gidilum ta'asel chal arba kanfos kasus chashetachasiba. Every four-cornered garment is supposed to have uh, tzitzis, which the Gemara understands to be strings, uh, attached uh, to the corner. So that's uh, the basic mitzvah of tzitzis. How many strings are there supposed to be? So the Pasuk again in Parashat Kisete also addresses the mitzvah of tzitzis, aside from the parashat here at the end of Shlach. And then the Pasuk says, Gedilim tase lechal arba kanfos kesuscha. So Gedilim, the Gemara says in Mesechlis Menachis, one Gedil is two strings. Gedilim is four strings. So the assumption is that you have to have uh, four strings, the Gemara says, put through the hole. And then you're supposed to fold over the strings because the Pasuk says, Pesil, the Cheles, Pesil is like a wick that's folded over. So you're supposed to take the two, uh, four strings, put them through holes in the corners of the garment, of every four-cornered garment, four strings to fold them over, in which case you have uh, eight strings. What are the strings supposed to uh, uh, consist of? What color are they supposed to be? So the Pasuk says over here, uh, back in Parashat Shlach, V'nasnu al tzitzis ha-kanof pesil t'cheles that you should put uh, the strings al tzitzis ha-kanaf. The tzitzis are on the corner of the garment. So the Gemara says over here, Mesechlis Menachis and Avlam Mechesmet Aleph, that al ha-kanaf min kanaf. It's supposed to be uh, similar to the garment. Not only is it supposed to be made from the same material as the garment, uh, but it's also supposed to be made uh, of the same color as the garment. So Rashi says, standard garments are therefore are lavan, and therefore the, t- the tzitzis typically are lavan. Does it have to be lavan? No. The Gemara says uh, elsewhere in Menachis that it could be a, a different color, and then the assumption would be that the garment would also have to be that color. If the tzitzis would be gray, the garment should, uh, should be gray. That's our tzitzis ha-kanof. The tzitzis are supposed to be the same as the, uh, as the kanaf. Whatever color the tzitzis are, that's what color uh, the garment is supposed to be. The Ramah is, huh? Yeah, same color. Same thing, they're supposed to be the same. Supposed to be the same. Even like black? I mean, I don't know why it would be. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a lavan. Typically, it would be lavan. That's what Rashi says. The Gemara called it lavan, but it doesn't necessarily have to be lavan. At the same time, the Ramah writes over here in Simon Tess, not Simon Sadi, that the Ashkenazim have the minig always of using lavan. So therefore, since we have, because that was always the practice, so since we have the minig of using love and the garment, uh, therefore the, the minig would also be, the garment should also be uh, lovin in order to match, to match the strings. But the evid, if it's the wrong color, you would be yoytze, but, uh, but at least the garment and the strings are supposed to match, and therefore the garment's supposed to be white as well as the strings are supposed to be white. However, that's, the, that's that part of the pasuk. The tzitzis are supposed to be the same as the garment, same material as well as the same color. But then the pasuk says pesil tocheles. There's obviously also supposed to be a string of tocheles there, and the assumption is tocheles is blue. We'll get to it in a second. Okay, so there's uh, blue strings as well as the lavan, quote unquote. It's not really lavan. It's whatever co- color the garment is. But again, we have the meaning of using lavan, and therefore the garment should be lavan, and the strings, uh, strings should be lavan. Uh, so we have two parts to the mitzvah. Any intensity of lubin? No, it doesn't even have to be white. Even uh, so, certainly it, it, if it's off white, it's good enough. The trailer is called Himmelblau. Yeah. That's a German expression. So the blue is the sky. The Gemara says trailer is Daimeli Yam. Yam Daimeli Rakia. Correct. So it's supposed to be uh, similar to the sky. The assumption is that that's that that's blue, but we'll get to it in a second. 
Okay, so this part of the mitzvah is white, and part of the mitzvah <coughs> is blue. Our tzitzis hakanaf is the white, similar to the garment. Pesil techeles is the blue. So the Gemara, though, has a, uh, or the Tcheles. So the Gemara has a Mesechtes and Menachis in the Mishnah over there. Machlekes between Rebbe and the Chachamim is, uh, is the Tcheles Ma'akev the Lavan or, or not? Meaning, can you have the Lavan in the absence of Tcheles or perhaps you can't have one in the absence of other? And the Gemara understands that this is really a Machlekes, how to learn the Pshat and the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, V'hayalachem u'tzitzis u'reisem oisai u'scharkem iskomitz v'ais Hashem. You will see it. Seeing it is in the singular. So the uh, opinion of uh, Rebbe is that uh, seeing it is in the singular, which means you're supposed to see both together. Again, two things are addressed by the Pasuk. Tzitzis Hakanav, the white, and Basil Tchelos, the blue. Yet the Pasuk says, Ure'isem Oisoi, you're supposed to see it, the Lashen Yachid. That implies that you have to see both of them, and that's the opinion of Rebbe, that the Tchelos is Ma'akev as and the Lovin is Ma'akev as Tchelos. You need both. The opinion of the Chachamim is, no, Ure'isem Oisoi means on each one. You see the Lavan uh, independently, and you see the Tcheles independently. But you can have one without the other, even though it's Veloshen Yochid, that doesn't imply that you have to see both, and one without the other is no good. What it means is you have to see each one independently, either Lavan independently, or the Tcheles independently, but the Tcheles is not Ma'akivis HaLavan, the Lavan is not Ma'akivis HaTcheles. How do we paskin? Is the Tcheles Ma'akiv the Lavan, or the Lavan Ma'akiv the Tcheles? So the opinion of the Balamor, interestingly, was to paskin like Rebbe, that Lavan is Ma'akivis HaTcheles, Tcheles is Ma'akivis HaLovim. So according to the Balamor, nowadays that we don't, uh, we see in his times, they didn't have Tcheles, so, so then you can't put on Tzitzis at all. There's no Lovim without Tcheles. So the Balamor, the way the Ramban claims is that the Balamor never wore Tzitzis, because, uh, Balamor, exactly, Balamor never wore Tzitzis, because you can't have the Lovim without the Tcheles. Uh, and uh, if you have the love without the tzitzis, it won't be considered tzitzis. So he never wore an abracantris because the, you can't fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis. The Ramban writes incredulously, how could it be that the Balamor never wore tzitzis? So Ramban claims we must paskin that tzitzis ain't a ma'akevis as and the love is not ma'akev the tzitzis. We paskin like the opinion of the Chachamim, where Isam Oisa is going on each one, uh, is going on each one independently. The Ramban, that's how Rova Rishon and Paskin, not surprisingly. But the Rambam also Paskins that Tcheles is not Ma'akiv the Lovin, Lovin is not Ma'akiv the Tcheles. But then the Rambam tells us that it's one mitzvah. It's one mitzvah. If you look over there, Oizdal, the Rambam says when you put on Lovin and Tcheles, that's one mitzvah, not two mitzvahs. So that's surprising. Because the Ramban, in his comments on the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam, as well as of Daniel Habavli, who was a. Uh, you know, a critic of the Rambam, continuously, they say for our argue with the Rambam, because we have other mitzvahs that have parts uh, that are sometimes counted as one mitzvah, sometimes counted as many mitzvahs. For example, uh, tefillin, the shorosh, is not ma'akiv the shoyad. A person who can only put on one of them should put on one of them. One is not ma'akiv the other. So therefore, the Rambam counts them as two mitzvahs, the shoyad and the shorosh in the Sefer mitzvahs. However, Dawid uh, Minim, where there's many parts, but you can't take just an esrig or just a lulav, it's nothing. So therefore the Rambam says, since they're ma'akev zezeh, uh, it's counted as one mitzvah. That's the rule that the Rambam has in the Sharashim of the Sefer Mitzvahs. So what would we sh- should have said by Tcheles and Lavan? They're not ma'akev zezeh. You can put on one with the other, the other should have been uh, like filling. In which case, there should have been two mitzvahs in the Sefer Mitzvahs. But the Rambam makes the point emphatically that it's only one mitzvah. Why is it only one mitzvah if they're not ma'akiv zezeh? So the Nitziv explains in his Heimek She'ela, that it's because the Ramam understands uh, that there's a unique relationship here between tzitzis and tcheles. It's not like tefillin. 
the Shorosh and the Shoyah, that you have two different parts of the mitzvah and you can do one without the other, but they both really accomplish their own independent goal. The Ramam understood that the Tcheles is only there to enhance the tzitzis. Fundamentally, the mitzvah of tzitzis is putting white strings through the corner of the garment. There's no mitzvah to put blue strings through the corner of the garment according to the Rambam. It's not that there's a mitzvah to put both through. It's only a mitzvah white strings. The mitzvah of pesil techeles is to take a string of techeles and wind it around. He understands pesil doesn't only mean a string, but it means to bind together. Like naftule elokim niftalti, the passing of Parshas Vayetzeh, that were bound together. Rachel was bound uh, together with Yaakov or with the Rebunishlam because she had one of her shvachas gave birth to a shevet. So, so it means we're bound together. The tcheles is supposed to bind the white strings together, but it's not an independent objective. It's there to enhance or uh, to complement uh, the lovin of the tzitzis. That's why the Rambam counts it as one mitzvah. And this is apparent in the language of the Rambam if you're just sensitive to it. Look over here, Oizdalu, the Rambam writes, Anaf, that's the string, Sha'oisin al knaf ha-beged, mimin ha-beged, hu The string should be made of the same material as the beged, that's what's called tzitzis. Vizeh ha-anaf, hu ha-nikra lovon. That's what's called white. Why? Not because it has to be white. You don't have to dye it. See if the Rambam calls it white. That's the mitzvah of tzitzis. Then he says, Then the says, aside from the tzitzis, the tzitzis is the white strings, aside from that we have a mitzvah to take a chut, the string of tchelas, a blue string, and tie it around the white strings. But it's not an independent uh, mitzvah, it's rather there to enhance uh, the lavam. And therefore, perhaps the Rambam counted it as one mitzvah. This is also apparent, if you read on in the language of the Rambam, if I were to say, you know, we were discussing the Gemara, is Tcheles Ma'akim the Lavan or not? So the way it's typically understood is, can you have uh, white strings without blue strings? Or can you have blue strings without white strings? That's the way I would have said it, right? So if you have no white strings, all you have is Tcheles. I don't know how you could have such a thing, but all we would have is Tcheles. You can make the tzitzes out of Tcheles. If all you would have is Lavan, you can make the tzitzes out of Lavan. That's not the way the Rambam uh, uh, codifies that Gemara. If you look at the third line over here, the Rambam writes, That's the opinion of the Chacham and the way we pass it. Ketzad, You have no Tcheles, you make the entire Tzitzis out of Lovan. V'chein im asa Lovan, V'Tcheles, or if you made Tzitzis out of Lovan and Tcheles, V'Nifsak Halavan, all the white strings uh, got uh, broken, got uh, cut. And all you have is the blue string, kosher. So what's interesting is the Ramam does not say you make the whole tzitzis out of tregas. What the Ramam says is if you have white strings, which you wound around it, a blue string, and all the white strings got the nipsock, the cut, you still have tzitzis. But he never mentions you could do tregas without loving, because according to the Ramam, there is no mitzvah uh, independently of tregas. You can't have a, it's not the mitzvah to put tregas through the corner of the garment. The mitzvah is to put white strings through the corner of the garment and tie it around with tregas. So if you don't have tregas, you can still do the fundamental mitzvah of lavan. But uh, if you don't have lavan, you can't put tregas through the corner of the garment. That's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is, is, the, is the white strings. Yes, kairach. Did he read what kairach did he read? The whole tali should be blue? Or did the tali is blue too. So then maybe the tchelis there is lovan. Because it's the same color as the garment. Yeah. So when you say yeah. lovan, you don't mean white. You mean what are the same color as the garment. Correct. But for all intents and purposes, let's just make things easier. Let's call it lovan. Yeah. But right. Not tchelis. Correct. 
Uh, you see a manifestation of this machlaik as Harishainim uh, is there are two mitzvahs here. Once we say Ein Ma'ak you could do Tregos without the love, and the love without the Tregos. Is this two mitzvahs or is the Tregos just there to wind it around the white strings, but the real mitzvah is the white strings? We see this um, manifested elsewhere within the opinions of the Rambam. For example, Taisus and Rashi uh, write back on Ois Aleph, we said you need blue strings and white strings. Al Hakanav, Al Atzitzis Hakanav. The white strings, similar to the garment, and pesil the some blue strings. How many of each? How many of each? Mitzvah midayray said, how many of each? So Rashi says, two of each. Two of each. Tysus also says, two of each. Three in the fold or after the fold? There's four strings that become eight. Right. So let's just call it four. <laughs> so two, two of the main primary four, so it'll be four and four. Four and four, bottom line, but when you're putting it through the hole, it's two and two, right? Two and two of blue, which ends up to be four. Two of white, which ends up to be four. Where did they get this from? Taisa says, Asfara. Minolan, second to the bottom line, Oisalov, the Ba'inam, Beiskut, they love, and Beiskut, they treles. Because it's Asfara. Since there's two people over here, got you know, two entities that are participating in the midst of treles, tzitzis, love and treles, so you do two of each. It makes sense. Divided equally. Tysus is a Democrat, you know, wants to be a fair. So we have two of each, two white, two blue. The Ravid disagrees. If you look at Ois there's comments on the Rambam. The Ravid disagrees and he says, no, it's three white, one Tchelas. Not because he disagrees fundamentally with Rashi and Tysus, but because he feels Pesil Tchelas implies one string, not two. Okay. So the Ravid holds it's one out of four. So, which ends up in Benny's world, ends up being two blue out of the eight strings in the end. Okay, one blue. Tysus and Rashi held it was two blue. Uh, very important to know. In Benny's world. In Benny's world. The Rambam, though, disagrees. The Rambam's opinion is it's only one in eight. One out of the eight in Benny's world. How could you have one out of eight? How do you have one out of eight? There's only four primary strings that get folded over. So it's not a mystery. The answer is you dye half a string blue, the other half is white. Why would you do such a crazy thing? I mean, one half blue, the other half white. That's the opinion of the Rambam. So the Ravid says, Toes, who's that? Why would you dye half a string, one color, half the string, the other color? So again, the Nitziv explains, as well as the Amek Baruch, the Talmud of the Briskerov, because the opinion of the Rambam is that the mitzvah of uh, tzitzis and tchelis is not to put blue and white strings through the hole on the corner of the garment and have them hang off the corner. The mitzvah is only white strings. Just the blue is there to tie, to be koirech around the white strings. So all you have to do is have half a string that can be used to wind around the other strings. You don't need two strings. The mitzvah is not to put blue through the corner, the mitzvah is to put white through the corner. So everything is white with the exception of the one uh, string that you're going to use to wind around the other strings, to make it gedilim. This whole place from the psil. Right? Yes. So that that's not psil tchelas. That's only psil means to wind around, not a string. To wind around, gedilim is is wound around. So here too, it means psil means to wind around it in blue. But the fundamental mitzvah is white. Rashi, Tysus, and the Ravid have a different machlekes. Is there two strings or one string of tchelas? But either way, they believe the mitzvah is to put white and blue through the corner. Oh, so the machlekes detail two strings, one string. Should we do it equally, or does pisil mean one string? But they both understand the mitzvah to put blue and white through the corner, so they have either a whole blue or a whole white. 
It doesn't make sense to die half of it. But the Ramam's understanding is, no, the Ramam doesn't understand that you put blue and white through the corner. You put just white. The blue is there to wind it around. Therefore, it's only half a string. Another place where you see this position of the Rambam is in how you go about making uh, the ties and the windings on the tzitzis. The Gemara tells us of a fascinating Gemara. And Menachis tells us, In between every set of windings. We all know we have in our tzitzis four sets of windings with five knots. So we have seven, eight, uh, 11, and 13 uh, windings in each, uh, in each set. So the Gemara, though, says, uh, all you need is one kesher, one uh, knot. Then the Gemara says, you're supposed to tie it in between every sats, uh, set of winding in order to separate between the two. Okay, but midday raisa is halachalomai to have one, or perhaps because it's next to shatnez, and parshas kiseitze, shatnez is only if you tie it, okay. You need one knot in order to fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis. And then says the Gemara, Chulia is one set of windings. Even if you just have one set of windings, that's good enough. It'd be better, It'll be better if you had, the tzitzis should be a third windings, two-thirds the string sticking out. As everybody knows, that's how if you have very long strings, you're supposed to cut them. It's supposed to be a ratio of one-third to two-thirds. Me'ikar adin, it's enough with one kesher, even, you know, enough with one set of windings and then another knot. But it would be best if the windings would extend, make more windings and more knots, to extend, it should be a third, uh, a third of the way down. Two-thirds should be uh, the extra strings. V'kama shir chulia. How many windings in each set? Or in the one minimal set. Three windings. Okay? So basic mitzvah, knot, three winds around, double knot again, then you're done, but it really should extend further to be a third of the way down. Ta'ena, we learned. You shouldn't have less than seven and more than 13. Where did that come from? Because Tchelis is Daimaliyam. Chayos is supposed to be similar to the sea. The yam is daimel rakia. The sea is similar to the sky. How many skies are there? The Gemara tells him the Sefer Chagiga, Shiva Rikiyim, seventh heaven, right? Shiva Rikiyim, seven skies. And in order to have seven skies, though, there have to be breaks in between the skies. Otherwise, what distinguishes one from the other? So you have seven skies with six breaks. So therefore, the Gemara says, since Chayos is daimel yam, the yam is daimel rakia, you should have a minimum of seven, a maximum of thirteen. What? Minimum of seven, maximum of thirteen. What windings or sets of windings? Sets of three windings, seven to thirteen, or no? In each set, there should be seven to thirteen windings. That's a machlek as two days in Tysis. Is it referring to the windings in each set between seven and thirteen, or no? The windings are always three. Machlek is it, or the 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 one is telling us is you should have seven to thirteen windings. What do we do? And none of us have seven windings. If you're only wearing regular tzitzis, we don't have seven windings. We have, uh, within each set, we don't have seven sets, we have within each set, we have a minimum of seven windings around. We do uh, seven, eight, 11, and 13. Why seven and eight? There's no source for this. Tysus quotes this from Rashi on uh, Chumash. That is because tzitzis is bigamatria 600. The strings are eight. We should have five knots, which means four sets of windings, because five together with the eight is 13, 613. Why do we do seven, eight, 11, and 13? Because it has to be somewhere between seven and 13, the Gemara says, corresponding to the Rikiyos. 
uh, that there's seven, and maybe with 13, with the breaks in between, that's 13. So we do seven and eight together, that's ka, that's 15. 11 together with that is 26, yud ke vav ke, and the 13 is echad. It's all in the Mishaburah. The 13 is echad, because that's Hashem echad. Okay? But it's a machlaikas, we paskin, or the way we do it by the Lavan, is the, it should be seven windings in each set, not seven sets of three windings. But it's a machlaikas, how we showing him. We're not careful about this, Tysus already mentioned, because why do we do these windings so meticulously? Because treilas yam, yam We don't have treilas. So therefore, we don't need to be careful about the seven and the thirteens and everything, because it's only when you have treilas it becomes a much bigger deal. Anyway, that's, uh, that's the, the machlaikas, how we how to interpret that. But then the Gemara goes on, that when the first and the last winding should both be of white, Tana, back in Oisei, kishu masril masril belovan haknaf, min kanaf, when you start, it should be with white. Why? Because it's next to the garment, which should be similar to the garment. The white, again, is a similar color to the garment. And when you conclude, it should also be white. Why? Because white is mentioned in the Pasuk before Tcheles. The Pasuk says, Al-Tzitzis HaKanaf, then Pesil Tcheles. So white comes before the Tcheles. That is more important. And Mylon B'Kaydish Ve'ein Meridin. We don't want to go down, so we start with white, we end with white. What do we start with white and end with white? What do we start? So what are we, what are we talking about? So the Ravid and Tysus both learn what it means is you alternate white, blue, white, blue, white, blue. Just, you always do an odd number and make sure you begin with white and you end with white. But it's alternating. Tysus understands that it's uh, sets, seven sets of three. Like we mentioned, we don't know if it's how many sets you're supposed to have, seven to 13, or how many windings in each set. So Titus understands it's sets. So Titus says seven sets, three white, three blue. Three white, three blue, and end off with three white. Start with white, end with white. Different than what we do, that's the way Titus had it. The rivet understands it's windings within each set. A detail, my I guess. But the rivet understands within each winding, there should be seven windings. So within winding is one white, blue, white, blue, white, blue, and you end with white. Alternating white, blue, white, blue, white, blue. The Rambam disagrees. The Rambam understands that it's white, one white winding at the beginning. Then you do seven sets of three windings, everything treilas. And then the last winding and the last set, that's white again. You don't alternate white, blue, white, blue, white, blue. Uh, the Rambam started with one right winding, one white winding at the end. Why? So again, the Amek Bracha says it fits perfectly because the Rambam understands there's no two mitzvahs here, white, blue, white, blue. There's a mitzvah to put white through the corner and the blue is supposed to do the windings. So all the windings are blue with the exception of one white at the beginning, one white at the end, Ma'am B'Kadish Ve'Maridin and Al HaKanaf, Al Tzitzis HaKanaf. But otherwise, everything is blue. And the other Rishonim understand it's blue and white. Blue and white. It's the whole mitzvah. is both to chelos and loving to put it through the corner. So according to Reva, you know, I would say Reva Rishonim, we have two mitzvahs here, chelos and loving, two separate mitzvahs maybe, uh, to put it through the corner. Um, if you only have uh, loving, so then you're supposed to do four of loving. Taisus even had a uh, half amina. Maybe you should only do two of loving. Again, if there's two mitzvahs here and we don't have chelos, what should we do? Maybe just two strings of Lavan. So Titus says, no, Gedilim always means four. So we always have to have four. So we do four of Lavan. But really, Titus says, it's really two mitzvahs. There's Tcheles and there's Lavan. In the absence of Tcheles, we do four Lavan. But really, it's two separate mitzvahs. The Ramam understood that, no, Tcheles comes to enhance uh, the Lavan. It's not an independent mitzvah. It rather comes uh, to tie around, to bind around uh, the, the, 
the the lavan. Oh, what does it mean to have two mitzvahs? It's one bracha. Yeah, so it's, it's one bracha with two parts. They all agree that's the one part. Yes, one maisa. You do one maisa mitzvah, putting on the garment. The bracha, bracha relates to a maisa mitzvah. Not how many kiyumim you have. So, but yeah. And according to the Rambam, the trailers come soon, has love. And yeah, what do you want to say? What do you mean? And it could be one chulia. It could be one set of windings is the, uh, the rice. Everyone holds it. The, the Gemara says the Kesher, and then it says one minimum of one Chulia. That one, one set, yeah. I don't know if that means it's Ma'akim in the midst of the Raisa, but maybe it means to tie it together with the Lavan. So, but according to the Rambam, the Tcheles comes to enhance the Lavan. So if a person has an opportunity to wear Tcheles and he doesn't, so according to the Rambam, not only are you forfeiting an independent mitzvah, perhaps... You're doing a mitzvah in a less ideal fashion. There's an Easter in the Torah, not only of, uh, to add on to a mitzvah, there's an Easter in the Torah of Veloy Sigru Mimenu. You're not allowed to do a mitzvah in an incomplete fashion if you have an opportunity to do it in a complete fashion. The Gemara discusses if you expose, you can sometimes supposed to sprinkle the blood on four corners of the Mizbeah. So if you only do it on one instead of on all four, not only did you negate a mitzvah, but you did the mitzvah, I mean, you did the mitzvah, but you did it in an incomplete fashion. That's an Easter of Baal Tigra. So, so too, the Beis HaLevi and others suggest if you have the opportunity to put on Tcheles for the Rambam and you don't, you're in fulfillment of the mitzvah. Lavan is fine, alone, but you could have done it with Tcheles and you don't do it. That's a, perhaps an Easter of Baltigra. So not only uh, could it be that you're forfeiting a mitzvah according to Rebbe Rishayin and perhaps it's two separate mitzvahs. So if you don't put on Tcheles when you have the opportunity to do it, so you're forfeiting a mitzvah according to the Rambam could even be an Easter of Baltigra because you're doing a mitzvah in an incomplete fashion. Do we have Tcheles? No, we don't, right? We all know we don't have the, the Tcheles. When was the Tcheles lost? So the uh, Gemara, in the times of the Gemara, they had the Tcheles. Well, the period of the Tanoim and the Amorim, they had the Tcheles. It only had an Eretz Yisrael. They didn't have it in Bavel. Abaye didn't know how to make it, the Gemara says. But they had it in Eretz Yisrael. They didn't have it in Bavel. When was it lost? Sometime after the period of the Gemara, obviously, which was around the year 500, but in uh, 6th century. But the Medrash Tanhuma, which is already like uh, 7th century, 8th century, already tells us that the Tcheles was Nignaz. It was lost. So sometime after the period of the Gemara, it's assumed to be around the period of the Ge'onim, we lost uh, the Tcheles. This is perhaps alluded to in the Pasuk. Some attribute this comment to some cipher, some to Biskirov, some to Teretimima, that the Pasuk says, Al-Kanfe for generations, but by the Tcheles it never says L'doyroisam. So they obviously already hinted in the Pasuk there'll be a time in the future when we'll have Lavan and we won't have Tcheles. That was, uh, and that was the, the status quo from the 8th century until the 19th century. That it was presumed that we don't have uh, Tcheles. It was lost. Either uh, the process was lost, the, the Medrash implies the animal was lost, was Nignaz, uh, but for whatever reason, uh, the, the use of Tcheles was gone. In the 19th century, the Radzina Rebbe, who was a very formidable Talmud Chacham, um, was on a, uh, a mission to find what would be the Tcheles for whatever motivation he wanted to reinstitute, perhaps Akrovis Akarbonus, he need Big Day Kahuna. So he uh, researched all the Amar Chazal that have to do with Tcheles, with the Chilazan, and then he did a marine research and trying to, went to different zoos trying to figure out what could uh, perhaps drive with all of the Amar Chazal. And he settled on a type of squid called the cuttlefish. 
And uh, he introduced this idea, he passed it around to all the Talmudic Chacham of the generation, some received it positively, most uh, did not. It wasn't really embraced, I would say, by a large portion of Yiddishkeit. And uh, there were pockets that did do it, perhaps in public, perhaps in private, uh, but it, it, it didn't make a, you know, a, a significant uh, impact on the larger Jewish community. Fifty years later, Rabbi Herzog, who was then the first chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael, was then the rabbi in Scotland, so he did uh, research into this issue as well. And he discovered, and he went to you know, talk to the Radziner Chassidim, he discovered that the Radziner uh, way of making the treles was uh, skewed. It, it would always come out blue, having nothing to do with the cuttlefish or the squid that the Radziner Rebbe identified. It was because they were mixing in, it could be the fault of a chemist or whatever, they were duped, but a chemist told them to introduce potassium and iron. The problem is if you introduce potassium and iron, that's a well-known dye called Prussian blue. So it, it, no matter what you put in it, it was going to come out. What color did the, the squid? The squid's blood was black, which jives with the Rambam. The Rambam writes in Hochus Tzitzis that the ink of the chilazin is supposed to be black, and the squid's blood was black. So they figured that this end was the end coming out. It was blue. They figured this was perfect. The problem is that they were dyeing it with Prussian, uh, with Prussian, but no matter what color the squid would have been, it would have come out to be blue. Rabbi Herzog did his own research, and he, uh, he was more uh, focused on, uh, on not on a fish or a squid, but more on uh, snails, also uh, marine life. He thought that that fit more uh, with the different Mamore Chazal, but he couldn't settle on one uh, snail. He never arrived at a conclusion, and uh, therefore treles of Rabbi Herzog were never produced. He did, was aware of what uh, we'll discuss in a second, the Murex snail, which is being used by the organization Petil Treles. They based their research a lot on what Rabbi Herzog discovered. Rabbi Herzog rejected it as a source for treles because it uh, has a mucus, a clear mucus, which then could be made into purple dye, but it was purple, not blue. And the Gemara says in Menachis that treles is doimel yam, the yam is doimel rakia, both the yam and the rakia are presumed to be blue, and this was purple, not blue. What uh, is it really though blue? Rashi writes in Parsha Shlach over here that Daimel uh, Rakia means Rakia in the middle of the night. Like at the time of, uh, and that's why it's called Techeles, that was the time that the Bechairim were killed in Mitzrayim. Tichle means to wipe out, to destroy. So it's called Techeles because it was the color of the sky at the time that the Bechairim were killed in Mitzrayim. So that's like midnight blue, or some called black. The, the Rambam writes it's the Rakia in the middle of the sky, in the middle of the day. You know, when the sun is shining. The sun is shining. So that's a, more of a sky blue. So that's the Rambam held it was a sky blue. The, Rambam, the Rashi seems to imply that it's more of a black or a midnight blue. That's where the minute comes to use blue stripes on the, t- the talus, uh, black stripes on the talus. That's following Shittas Rashi, that the Tchelis is more similar to black than to like a royal blue. The Rambam would have held it would be more like a royal blue or a sky blue. In fact, the bells of Hasidim, if you buy, go to Bells, you can find that they make talesim that are now midnight blue. Instead of black, like we have, they make midnight blue talesim, which is more, perhaps, in line with, uh, with what Rashi said. Either way, it's not purple. So therefore, Rabbi Herzog abandoned the, the, uh, the Murex uh, snail. In 1980, though, some different people were researching this issue again, discovered that if you take this mucus outside and you process it outside, so then it turns from blue, uh, from purple uh, to blue. And therefore they suggested that perhaps this is indeed uh, the Tcheiros. The problem is that uh, it jives with some Amari Chazal, but it doesn't jive with all of them. It works with some. None of these suggestions 
work uh, with all of the Mamari Chazal. For example, the, the, Gemara, the Gemara says Mesef the Shabbos is supposed to be found on the coast of Eretz Yisrael, somewhere between Haifa and Sidon. So the murex is found over there. And in fact, they found in archaeological uh, excavations many shells from the murex snail. The problem is, everybody knew that the murex snail was used for dyeing. It was used for dyeing purple very prodigiously. And a uh, center for dyeing garments in uh, antiquity was in that part of the world, somewhere between Haifa and Sidon. So it's not surprising that we find murex snails there. It doesn't mean they were dying chilas. means that they were using these snails to die. Or the Gemara says that uh, the, the chilazon uh, digs its way into the sand in the, in the part of uh, Zavulun who were uh, sailors, so the chilazon digs its way, uh, it digs its way, it buries its way into the sand, as the Pasuk says in Parash The problem is, all snails burrow their way into the sand. So, again, is this point to the murex uh, necessarily or not? The, the, the perhaps a, a strong indication is that the Gemara says there was a, a dye that was similar to chilaz called kale ilan, which was made from a plant. So the Aruch writes, kale ilan is indigo. This dye that's made from the murex snail, when they put it in sunlight and it turns to a bluish color, is indigo. So that is identical to Kala Ilan. And the Gemara says that the Tchelet was similar, identical to Kala Ilan. Kala Ilan is indigo. And this, when you put it in light, is indigo, uh, is indigo as well. The problem is, that seems like a great proof, right? And chemically, they're identical. The problem is, the Gemara says it was a test to tell the difference between indigo, uh, Kala Ilan, and Tchelet. And theirs is so similar to Kale Ilan, so similar to Indigo, you can't tell the difference. They are chemically, uh, you know, the, the, the way they're constructed on, on a molecular level is exactly the same. There cannot possibly be a test to tell the difference between the two. They're exactly the same. So, is this the greatest proof or the greatest, uh, you know, the, the greatest refutation? What was the test? Putting in some sort of urine and whatever. And, and if it was Kale Ilan, it ran, and if it was Tchelos, it didn't. But it doesn't matter, because molecularly, these two are the same. There can't be a test to tell the difference between them because they're the same. So they argue, the people who produce it, that in the times of the Gemara, when they produced it, there were remnants of the animal source, and therefore it, it didn't change, whereas the plant, there were remnants of the plant source, but now we can, uh, we can isolate them, we don't have these differences. Field trip? No, no everyone's been there already. That's a standard trip. So the mice, uh, it could be, it could be not. It could be that it is similar to Kaliyon and that's a proof, or it could be, uh, it could be that that's uh, a proof, uh, a proof just the opposite. Or the Gemara says it was very expensive because it was rare. The Gemara says over here, Mesef is Menachas, it was uh, rare, so therefore it was very expensive. So they, they, they argue the Murex was very expensive. The problem is it was very expensive because there's so little dye in every snail. Does that, does that, so it was expensive, but not necessarily for the same reason. So what the Gemara says that it was Briyasa Gufa Dermaliyam, Gemara over here, Isaiah, Briyasa Dermaladag, that it looks like the sea and it looks like a fish. The snail doesn't look like a fish and, uh, and it's not similar uh, to the sea. So they claim, no, it's similar to the seabed. It blends in with the seabed like a chameleon. And it's uh, similar to the fish that it multiplies uh, like fish. Now, does the Gemara mean literally that it's a fish? The Gemara implies elsewhere that it's something that has a shell. So it's hard to know. It jives with some Amari Chazal, and again, it doesn't jive with others. I, I think, though, that this is the best educated guess. You know, it jives with some. It doesn't necessarily point to the murex, but it jives with some, not with others. So their argument, the, uh, the organization, Petit Tcheles, and those who wear Tcheles, argument is, look, this is the best educated uh, guess that we have. So, uh, you know, th- this is probably it. There is no other animal that's, uh, that, that, uh, that does uh, as good of a job as, 
at least satisfying some Amar Chazal as this uh, Murex snail. And others argue that, uh, that, uh, that an educated guess is not really, uh, is not really uh, what we're looking for. It satisfies some, doesn't satisfy others. And then, uh, what would you who, who's to say that there wasn't an animal that satisfied more? Or who's to say that the chilaz in itself wasn't lost? Their argument is there is no other animal that does a better job. There is no other animal that has blue ink. Okay, so maybe the chilaz was lost. Or maybe there, you haven't discovered how to produce the blue ink. That's their argument. So they suggest, look, it's a suffix. Why don't we say suffix dairais l'chumra? And we should, and we should, uh, we should, uh, we should wear it. So some, uh, some say, okay, it's a suffix. Uh, may, maybe it's the right thing to do and to wear it. It is the best educated guest that's out there that satisfies the most mamar chazal. Not all of them satisfy some. So maybe should suffix derayis and you should wear it. And others argue either this isn't even a suffix. An educated guest might work in archaeology, might work in other disciplines in halacha. There is no such uh, concept as an educated guest. That's not even a suffix. Until it satisfies most of the Mamari Chazal, it's not even a, it's not even a suffix. The Beis Halevi had a, perhaps a, a stronger argument, and this is probably perhaps the real core issue. And the Beis Halevi says, look, we've had a Messira for hundreds of years that we don't have the Tchelas and the Chilazin. And these animals have been around this whole time. The Murex is not a new animal. The squid that Rabbi, uh, the Razina Rebbe discovered is not a new animal. So Beis Halevi responded to the Razina. He said, we have a Messiah. This squid has been around forever. So no one was making, using it for Tchelos. So we have a Messiah that this is not the Chilazin. We have a Messiah that we don't have the Chilazin with animals that we are all familiar with. So uh, the argument against that is, well, this process of processing the dye to make it indigo, to make it blue, that's new. But the question really is, and this is what it boils down to, is do we have a Messiah for not having the Chilazin and the burden of proof is on those who want to say that it is? In which case you have to have more than an educated guess. Perhaps you have to have something that's compelling and conclusive. Or perhaps we don't have a Messiah that we don't have the Chilazin. We have a Messiah that we don't know. And if you'll somehow come up with some uh, item that perhaps satisfies at least some of the Mamar Chazal, perhaps we should call that a suffix and at least, uh, at least uh, try and do it. I think uh, my opinion is, if you want to do it uh, in private, in a gay gesund, in public, uh, or as a communal policy, I don't believe in advocating for it. Why? Because the Razina was wrong, uh, Rabbi Herzog's ultimate suggestion was wrong, and Lamai say, even if we don't have a Messiah, that we don't have the Chilazin, to play games with public policy like that and tell everybody to go do it, and then we're wrong, is uh, could send uh, you know could send a very very damaging message of what if we're wrong about this what else are we wrong about so I, I don't uh, I, I'm uh, I'm scared of that of, of that reaction and even doing things outside of Suffolk uh, as a public policy I think is uh, I think is dangerous but if you want to do it in, in private then maybe it is a Suffolk at least the best guess we have maybe it is a Suffolk so maybe uh, one private one can do it yeah okay sure. uh, 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 beautiful